Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Yes, welcome to this cup special on the Edinburgh Football Podcast. We've got a lot to get through. Callum, so we'll get straight to it. Uh, we beat Alaba on Tuesday night, didn't we? So it's St Johnson in the semi-final, is that right? Ah, St Johnson in the semi-final, I'm not going to lie. It's a big one to look forward to. I think that um, it's a good chance for Hibs to win their third uh, League Cup in, uh, in my lifetime. A uh, really good chance. Right, <laughs> I don't know why you're piping up, Ross. Ross, you made your debut on this show 18 months ago. On the pre-match uh, preview we had of the, the last Scottish Cup final between Hearts and Celtic, yeah, and I think I made a, a sly joke. I had no idea why you were here, and uh, after three months on the podcast, I've still not got a clue why you're here. But there we go, um, Callum. Just look at the numbers, mate. <laughs> Callum, you're really gonna... taking a drastic dip since you joined. <laughs> Callum, who are we joined by this evening? Because we've got a few Hearts hey, fans so, with us. Um, obviously, there's the the three regulars, the three Stooges, myself. Uh, Ross and you. Uh, we're also joined by Stato again, Fraser Donaldson. Uh, be interesting to see what new stats he's brought. We've got Ross Winton, who was invited on last time, but patched us for fives. And we have our first ever female guest. Uh, we are joined by Iona Payne. So we've got um, three three diehard Hearts fans and Ross. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully it should be a good podcast. Well, we'll get... We'll get straight to it then, and uh, Fraser, we're going to come to your stat book just now, because 31 years ago, on the day The Simpsons made its debut, there you go, you can have that, Four, three years ago though, Fraser, what happened on this day? Hearts 4, Celtic zip, 69 game unbeaten run came to a crashing end, thanks to a questionable starting 11, which I don't know how they won that game. Prince Blabin at set and a half, Ross Callaghan, Conor Randall, let's just leave it at that. I, don't, I kind of don't want to go straight into uh, straight into sort of predictions already, but are you fancying a similar scoreline this weekend? Well, um, <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Um, as, as much as Celtic are there for the taking, this is probably the best time to play them. No, I'm going to be realistic here. Um, I'll take any win, obviously. It goes without saying, but nah. Four nils are a no go, I'm afraid. Right, Winton, your first time on the uh, on the, the, the podcast then. So I kinda wanna look, I wanna be positive that our last one was so negative it came at the end of the season when Levine was in charge and it was like, God, how did we get to this cup final? But we're here. But Nielsen in charge. We're a couple of months now into into the season, so you know, when Nielsen was appointed, he's obviously your, your new manager, I suppose. Content so far, Nielsen back, happy. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think when he came, when he was appointed, I was kind of I was kind of surprised that he he came back um, initially, to be honest. But I was very happy with the appointment. Um, we played good football under him last time he was manager, and personally, I thought he was he was very unlucky to be kind of treated unfairly by a, a small minor, well, a small number of the fans. Uh, but no, he's, I think since he's came back in, 
you can tell that the the style of football's changed. Um, the players look a lot fitter, um, and I think you know the squad. That, a lot of people say it, but the squad that they've got should be you know more than more than enough to win that league. But you know you still have to go out and win the games. And other than a couple of wee hiccups so far, I think he's I think he's done pretty well. So I think you've got to, you've got to look at it as a positive for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know this weekend. Of course, playing playing uh, playing uh, Celtic was a big game, but you know it's been a journey where it's come with two managers in charge. Obviously, Stendhal, a few good results in, in that run. You know that the win against Rangers is is the standout, of course, of, of Stendhal's time. But uh, Nielsen in charge this weekend, so I suppose a, a similar question. A lot more confident, probably this now with Nielsen in charge, but compared to previous managers. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the whole the steady, he steadied the ship a wee bit. You know, the club feels more um, managed. I don't know if that's maybe Jeffrey's influence as well. Um, and yeah, Celtic aren't or haven't been in a good way, so no better time to take them on, really. Yeah. Anybody else want to come in on on Nielsen so far? Are we are we a pretty a good appointment? Oh, the dugout looks a lot better looking now. <laughs> Handsome man. I think Matthew will leave a bright teeth as well, shining on his Mick. <laughs> exactly. I think I'll be interested to see how Nielsen pans out without Levine hangover as well. So he'll get a lot more freedom, I think. So hopefully pans out well. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. There's not. There's nothing to fear with this team going into it. I think after the confidence they would have got against Queen of the South uh, on Saturday there with the six-one, that's a massive boost for these players coming in you've got Janelli coming back in a couple of players that are potentially fighting for places um, so aye, it's encouraging they, albeit they've, they've had a couple of decent results recently but I still think there's still a lot of talk regarding who's coming back in for them etc and what, what they're going to stick with so mm. I think there's a lot all the pressure's on them it's not an ass at all Yeah, being a championship side against them Callum something we spoke about uh, as as Hib fans and it, it, it said to us that it took Hibs to be relegated didn't it to, to really have a reset of the of the football club and from there we got in Dempster and Stubbs we had a clear out it was a total sort of reset in the club um, do, you know, do you think that was required do you think Hearts had to get almost relegated to, to really press the reset button and, and sort out because I listened back to that podcast our previous one from the Scottish Cup final 18 months ago and it was so negative from, from all the guys we had on because it was like Levine in charge recruitment was terrible we spoke about it it, was, it wasn't it was a good place so but Hearts is looking a lot more positive the guys here are looking a lot more a lot more happy speaking about Hearts now yeah I, th- I think um, as is, we've covered the podcast you know Hearts had a really good start and you know after that it's been sort of downhill very negative but I, I don't know if relegation was what was needed, but I think you're definitely right. Something had to happen that was drastic, where the reset button was pushed and things were changed from top to bottom. You know, the removal of Levine, uh, not just as manager, but from the backroom staff, was absolutely massive because he just wasn't doing anything positive. That now, as his time uh, like came to an end, you've got Jim Jeffries back in there. You know, an absolute PHM who already has gone about reviewing the, the contract system that they've got at Hearts where, you know, before uh, it was uh, 
high wages, low bonuses. He's gone in and like changed that. You know, I'm not saying that like Hearts uh, players are paying for peanuts now with big bonuses, but you know the balance has been addressed there. You know, because there's no point in uh, the players that were coming in, your Glenn Whelan's etc. They've got bags of ability, but they're getting paid X amount a week. They they don't need to try their backside because they know that the money is there. Whereas if you've got guys that are coming in and they've got that coming in, but if they win a certain amount of games, they're getting this, that, and the next thing, then it's it's the classic Jim McLean uh, Dundee United when they were winning leagues and beating Barcelona home and away. That's that's what you need to do. And so I think as a club, the way Hearts have gone about it, yeah, it was needed. Was relegation what what it took? Well, we'll find out because so far it has been. You don't want to say a good thing for Hearts, but a good thing for Hearts. Yeah, um, Fraser. Last time, eighteen months ago, pre uh, pre Scottish Cup game on our podcast uh, last time, we spoke about recruitment at Hearts, and I, gave, I put a question out there that it was if you could sign a player from another SPFL team, uh, who would we sign? And really interesting. Listen to it back the names that we all came up with because they've actually all uh, probably going to have an influence this weekend. I think I went with Greg Taylor because at the time Hearts needed a, a left back. Uh, you came in with, I think it was, uh, David Turnbull, someone who's probably going to have a, an influence this weekend because you said that Hearts were lacking a, a link in midfield. Have Hearts so far recruited... You said it was a big thing that Hearts were missing was was someone in midfield to link the play. Has Nielsen's recruitment so far done enough for you? Because that centre midfield partnership we're going to speak about this weekend because I think it's going to be key. Um, has enough been done in the centre midfield so far? Um, well, I think Haring coming back is virtually a new signing as well. Um, he was unbelievable for us when he first first came. He then got injured, obviously. Um, Levine rushed him back for that cup final and goosed him again. So, Ryan and Halliday, he's a solid signing for a game like this as well. Cause he'll be up for it more than anyone on that pitch. Um, Ollie Lee bringing him back in shows that... Um, Nielsen has faith in him because obviously Levine just punted him as soon as Lee questioned his, his tactics mm. and the Irvine as well that's four set of, set of mids we can pick from not to mention you've got Walker and Naismith who will be playing centrally as well so there's a lot of choice in there and it looks a lot better than it did 18 months ago mm. we're relying on I know he scored but Ryan Edwards like he just came in from nowhere got plucked out of nowhere and started in the cup final so I'll be interested to see, but we've got a lot more choice this time round. Yeah, so that's a, something a positive. It was an area that we looked at 18 months ago that Hearts had the strength in. Winter, I know you weren't on the show, but another area that was spoke about recruitment-wise was width, something that Hearts had struggled for years, a real out-and-out sort of quality wingers. Um, there has been a few wingers come in, so recruitment of wingers over the, the, the sort of off-season, Winton, happy? We Yeah, well, we used to talk about it a lot. Um the, the season, the season we were in the championship before, um, what was it, six years ago or whatever now, um, Hearts had a lot of width, and actually since they had the likes of Sam Nicholson and, and Walker was playing sort of wide then as well, um, and they actually had proper width, and, and actually since then um, they've not really had much in the way of an out and out winger, and to be honest, the, the boys, you know, like Janelli. Um, I've not seen much of the boy Roberts, to be honest with you. I don't know what he's what he's going to be like at all. But you know they've brought they've brought. <laughs> I'm getting a big thumbs down from Fraz there, but um, 
you know, they, they have they have recruited in those areas. Whether we are unbelievably strong in that area, I, I still have my doubts. To be perfectly honest with you, um, and that might be it might be tricky, especially going to a, a big pitch like Hamden because it's the biggest pitch in the world. Like, so, <laughs> um, you know, a, a lack of width isn't necessarily a great thing. But I, I'm I'm also sure that that is one area that we've we've recruited unbelievably well in. To be to be honest, like. Mm. Uh, Callum, he'll be happy to know that your prediction came true because uh, you said that Hart should go for Craig Gordon, so that has uh, paid dividends already. Um, Ross, I've left you hanging because the question was realistic signings from SPFL sides, and you clearly weren't. <laughs> you clearly weren't listening because you said Tom Rogic and uh, Tom Rogic and Callum McGregor, but there'll be two players playing this weekend. Uh, Iona. They could have an impact as well. Yeah, Iona. Another player mentioned was uh, was was Liam Boyce, but if we take. Mm-hmm. And that was 18 months ago it's almost that Hearts well, must have been listening to our conversation but uh, recruitment so far the boys have had a, a brief chat there you know it's getting spoke about is this the best this this is a, a top 6 premiership side is this the best team that Hearts have had for a number of years or you still got some convincing or need to convince no, them no it probably is the best team we've had for but I mean that's not really saying much you know Um I think there's, we could still do back up up front. Like I know Boy scored two at the weekend, but um, he had a bit of a dry spell, missing penalties and stuff. And we don't have a lot of backup up front, so mm. I know Nielsen said that he wants to recruit in January. So hopefully that's what he's going for. Yeah, yeah. Still early days, you know. Still really early days in, in Nielsen's uh, tenure, but it does feel Ross that you know the difference of of you have been in the past couple of months compared to, you know, shows uh, last year. It is a lot more positive at Time Castle. Do you think that there is more of a connection now that there is? Because before, it, it seemed like fans, there was no connection between fans and, and the team. They kind of almost despise, they love the club, but they kind of despise the team, if that sort of makes sense. But it does seem that that, 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 that gap is now closer. It seems that there is a buy-in now with the supporters, with, with this team. Aye, I think... It's amazing what a few wins will do for you. It mm. changes a lot of supporters' minds around because I think when you're when you're losing games pretty much week in week out like we were last year, me included, I was getting fed up going to the games. I didn't want to go, but I think now you've got that bit of confidence going back into players. I think some of the recruitment we've done has been smart. Uh, they've got experienced players. They've they've maintained. They've kept a couple of um, decent players in there. They've offloaded. Some absolute honkers. Uh, still a few to go, I think, in my mind. But uh, I think overall, I think from what I gather from listening to different players or interviews, it does seem to be a better team cohesion at the moment. So yeah, only good thing. Good word that way. <laughs> right, that is that is uh, you know the, the the season so far. It's early days. Only a couple of months in, a couple of games into the championship season. But we want to focus on. Uh, this weekend It's all about the Scottish Cup final of course uh, Hearts versus Celtic A winter uh, Cup final So different for us all But Before I come to you Hearts fans If Hibs were in the Scottish Cup final Callum And there was fans There What's our normal routine What's a A usual routine On Scottish Cup final day Pain by half time I'm going to ignore That last comment uh, <laughs> I've never, <clears throat> never left the game early. But no, um, I think I would be 
Charlotte Square to the bus at like half nine, ten o'clock. Some absolutely shocking bowling club uh, for a few hours, and then disappointment from three o'clock onwards. That's that's that's, that's what it is normally. Um, although to be fair, the last one went rather well. Uh, but no, I, I think ah, that's that's a, that's the sort of pre. Like that, that's what you'll miss this weekend the, you know the build up and everything the excitement because I think like, it doesn't matter who you're playing when you're sat in the, the bowling club or wherever before the game it starts to build and you just think could this be could this be the moment and like, especially when you know Hibs had that 114 year wait you're thinking surely this year but um, no it's, it's the, that excitement that the uh, Hearts fans will miss out on this weekend yeah Winton, what's a, a normal, oh, normalising Scottish Cup finals, but Cup final days when it's, uh, as a Hearts fan, what's a, what's a Winton Scottish Cup day look like? Uh, well, luckily I've, I've managed to go to a few, um, and only, I think I've only been at one where we've been beaten, uh, that, was, that was 18 months ago, sadly. Um, and I usually um, bus from the Longstone Hearts Supporters Club, which is 50 yards from my front door. Um, my old boy usually usually organises that. Um, on the beers early, as you can imagine, um, quite similar to what Grum said, some rank supporters club, maybe <laughs> maybe ten miles outside the Glasgow or so. Um, and it's really you know just lots of singing on the bus, you know, lots of chat about who's going to play, and just trying to trying to get yourselves up for it as you can, and 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 remaining relatively sober because you don't want to forget the game at the end of the day do you so um but nah it's uh it's always an exciting time and and actually this year it just doesn't kind of feel real you know it doesn't feel like there's a there's going to be a a scottish cup final against i you know one of your biggest rivals on sunday it kind of it's kind of a bit anticlimactic but um Nah, hopefully it's not too long before the the fans can get back in the ground and, and can enjoy the sort of the big occasions like that again because you know everybody misses it. So, yeah. But nah, generally generally pretty similar to what Callum said um, in terms of getting on the bus and getting on the beers. Basically, that's uh, yeah. that's that's kind of how it goes. Fraser, is it uh, any what what support uh, club do you go through with? Well, there's been that many. Uh, Cup finals to choose from, you know. So, <laughs> but I won one when I was eight, so I can't remember that very well. Um, I lost a tooth at that game. <laughs> As you do, Gretna, the next one, same again, pretty young. I was just a, a supporters club for the local boozer um, on the small faces, I think I was that weekend. <laughs> 15, years, 15 years of age. Um, but that was a strange one because it was Gretna and we sort of expected to win. It's not very often that you go into a cup final expecting to win, you know. Mm. Um, and then the, obviously the last one against, well, one against Hibs, that was bus from the West Field and then went to Hart Hill. I don't know why, because Hibs and Hart's buses stopped there okay. and it was pandemonium. Uh, my um, bus stopped there. And then... Afterwards, depend result dependent depends where you go after, right? Mm-hmm. So, the last yeah, last year was just there was no support bus. It was just a train in the city centre, get bevied and then off you on your way. Mm-hmm. And much the same, just beers, bets, 
first goal scorers, stuff like that, you know. So that traditions, but aye, that's it. Buyers, are, well, you've probably never been to a Scottish Cup final because you've just got like, one, game, one game a season, so... But... Aye, well done. <laughs> night, night, yeah. Oh, I went to, went to the one against Rangers in 95 or 96, I can't remember what it was, but I was far too young to remember what happened there. 98, I can't really remember much with that one. Uh, the Gretna one, I got a bus for the bowling club, and brutal, I hated that Cup final. Uh, 2012, I actually went hospitality for the day. Best 174 quid I've ever spent in my life <laughs> going to the hotel, meeting all the Hearts legends and Robo, getting everyone up on the table singing and dancing. That was good. Um, the last year's one, uh, I get, we were, went in, you and I got the train through, and I think we met Fraser in the pub. Uh, uh, no, we didn't. I was there on the train, I was on a bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. But I met Fraser in the pub anyway. <laughs> uh, Right opposite the yes bar, but yeah, and they were handing out union union flag uh, union flags outside uh, Queen Street. So thoroughly enjoyed the day for the start. <laughs> Until uh, we went to the boozer after the game, couldn't get a taxi or the trains were rammed. So we walked through the Gorbals past about three and a half thousand Celtic fans on the way home, celebrating. That was interesting. I ended up on the night and drop kick. No, I ended up at drop kick Murphy's. <laughs> then I got I got annoyed and angry because they were playing Irish songs and celebrating Celtics win. Kind of so forgot what I was. Aye, right, right. So were you? Let's be, let's be honest. Um, if we're talking about Hearts fans and like, um, you know, I remember on the twenty first of May, twenty sixteen, you were out with me celebrating after Hibs had won the cup. So I mean, oh, it, I, it, I, it doesn't matter. Whoever wins, you you just got the strip at aim and you put it on and come out. So when <laughs> <laughs> that in the pub, you'll, you'll, you'll have your Celtic tap on underneath your Hearts one this weekend. Roger, I put Penny Arcade in that pub or the Hibs ones. Really <laughs> 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 I put a Rangers song on, eh? Because there's another one of your teams, eh? We are clubs than Jack Nicholas, man. <laughs> hey, Roger. And uh, Iona, does it change much from the, what the boys have said? Um, yeah, well, I actually, I go on the Muscle Brothers, um, which is, the people are lovely, but it's definitely what you'd call a family club. So no singing on the bus or anything on the way to pub, maybe for an hour. So I think in future I'll be asking Ross for tickets on the Longstone bus. <laughs> that sounds more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Yeah, it just shows. I think we had one that's similar, Callum. We've had similar buses in the past where you're kind of. It's all a wee bit uh, hush hush. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit family, um, the buses that we normally go on. No, wrong with that. This is a family show. Well, it's, Nothing it's, wrong with that it's at all. for me. You know, you know what I'm like. Um, <laughs> just ruin everyone's day. But uh, you need a bit of uh, silliness on a bus, I think. Yeah. Okay, right. 18 months on then, Fraser, it was Celtic 18 months ago, it's Celtic this weekend, I'm sure you've probably got plenty of stats up your sleeve, but from a, an emotional point of view, must feel a much better chance this time around compared to 18 months ago. Well, after Grum called out one of my stats last time, I've not actually prepared any stats this time. <laughs> I've got one for you, I've got one, this, is, this will be the, the fifth time that Hearts and Celtic have played uh, in a Scottish Cup final and so far uh, both teams have won two 
And the order has been Hearts won the first, Celtic won the second, Hearts won the third, Celtic won the fourth. So, I mean, if we're looking for omens there... It's an omen. It's an there omen. There you go. Hearts will win the fifth. Um, Jesus. So I have, have to go back to, I think, 1956 for the last one. Um, apart from last year, that was the last time uh, the two clubs played in the uh, Scottish Cup final. But there you go. I'll, I'll save you against that one. <laughs> Cheers, mate. But I am um, go back to your question, Stoby. Uh, obviously, a lot more. Con- well, not, not. I wouldn't say I'm confident, but as I mentioned earlier, it's the best team to play them because they've been absolute cat meat recently. So it's. But uh, the question is: Does Lennon stick with the old guard who have been so successful at Hamden in recent years, or does he go with a team that's been most recent? Like last couple of weeks, have been bring them success because. Brown and that have been underperforming for months now, so it's a big decision for Lyon to make. Because to be fair on the new boys who started getting a couple of wins, to just drop them for this big game, or does he keep them in? But either way, Hearts it's a one-off game. Anything can happen. So happy just to go and have a have a pop at them, see what happens. Mm. Aye. Yeah. So probably you know if I'd asked you last week, uh, went in that you know you've got Celtic. This weekend, if it was, let's say, two weeks ago, you'd probably be really confident um, compared to maybe uh, 18 months ago. But as as Fraser's alluded to there, it's, it's kind of been a decent week for Celtic. They start to be finding a bit of uh, momentum again. But what are, you, are you confident this weekend or still well, well underdogs? Um, to be honest with you, I'm never confident going into a, a Hearts Cup final. Um, there's, always, there's always an element of doubt. Uh, I, I think realistically, um, Hearts are going in as underdogs. There's, there's no, no doubt about that. Um, it's not a bad time to be playing um, Celtic, but as you've kind of alluded to, they have improved in the last couple of games, um, and and you know that that to me is a, is a little bit ominous uh, that they're they're just picking up a bit of form coming into the weekend. Um, I think Lennon. Lennon's under a lot of pressure, and I actually I don't think he can he can actually afford to lose this game, uh, which is another kind of kind of big talking point uh, going into the match. But you know, fr- from a Hearts perspective, um, I guess you've got to say that you know I, I think they've got a chance. You know, what I mean, I don't I don't think they're I don't think that it's written off to say Hearts are going into this with absolutely no chance whatsoever. They've started the season relatively well. Um, Celtic, apart from the last couple of weeks, haven't been. Fantastic. So, do you know? I, th- I think they've got a. I think they've got a chance. But I, I think realistically, we are going in as underdogs. Um, I'm not sure what Lennon's going to do in terms of he, will he keep his side the same. It would be strange not to see Scott Brown leading them out in a Scottish Cup final. But you never know. You know, the team that he's picked for the last couple of weeks has, has been doing the job. So mm. um, it'll be interesting, definitely, to see how they line up against us on on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Iona, what do you think, what do Hearts have to do, do you think, this weekend then? Because I, for me, I, I I don't think Neil Lennon can change a side that's played the last two games, the win against Lille, the, the win against Kilmarnock. So it looks like you're now going to be playing against a sort of midfield, which has a bit more energy there with Sorrow, Turnbull, McGregor, um, you know, Edward playing, Elianusi playing quite well recently as well, maybe Frimpong's pace on the, on the wing, I'm, Kind of talking them up here, but 
there is a definite weakness somewhere in, in Celtic and it is their defence. But what do you think Hearts have to do this weekend to to bring the cup back through to, to Tynecastle? Um, I think, like you say, match Celtic's energy. Um, I think they have to start strong, go at Celtic, because I do think there's a lot of pressure on them still. Um, and they're not, although they have sort of come into form the past couple of weeks, they're still quite fragile as a team, I would say. So if Hearts can sort of give them a fright early on, they might be, might be there. That's interesting because, Ross, last time we, we spoke, we said that Hearts' best chance to beat Celtic was to keep it nil-nil for as long as possible. Um, and you kind of thought if you keep it tight, you might nick one at the end. That was the kind of the mindset. But actually, maybe getting an early goal, like Iona said, might be the better way to do it because Celtic aren't the same Celtic from from eighteen months ago. So it could be sort of rules reversed. Rules reversed. Go at them early rather than sitting off and try and protect. No, definitely, I think you've got you've got to try and get that early goal because I think the, the first goal is always key in these games. Um, I think if Celtic get it, they relax, they sit and relax and they can play their normal game after that. I think if we go in, we attack them for the off, we get that first goal in, they're under pressure and their back ends will start flapping like a, a rabbit's nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's the key for us to keep going. It's We've just got to keep pushing them, forcing them. Exactly what we've done at 4-0 game. Never giving them a, absolute, like a cheap suit all over them. There's another pun for you. Uh, <laughs> but we were all over them. But I think that's the best way to play them at times. Yeah. Ah, we know it's not being a big one. <laughs> uh, Cal, what, what, what do you think? Would you say that? So, uh, what so far looks like we have the same. We're playing with energy. We're playing with Goat Celtic. Is that as a neutral in this cup final? Is that how you you beat Celtic? Yeah, I think. Look, um, Celtic at the back are brilliant. I think that this season they can be got at you know Shane Duffy is not the saviour that the, the masses thought he was you know he's absolutely brutal and I think that what Hearts have to do is just go at him because he's absolutely shocking go at um, Duffy go at them early doors pace, energy Janelli's going to play a huge part and I think that if Hearts can do that then they've got a great chance They've got a great chance. But what I would like to just bring attention to is the fact that uh, buyers there um, all over them like a cheap suit. Let's let, let's revisit that because that's, <laughs> that's, that's the point that has to be made. What do you mean that's all over them like a cheap suit? Uh, it's, you're falling apart like a cheap suit, buyers. No, that's the same. And uh, how, how's a rabbit's nose flappy or not? You for the howler, mate. You for the howler. You've had a smoke of these last few minutes. Shut your holes. Anyway, but Callum, yes. How do they? It's it's go at them because you think defensively Celtic are be able to be got. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that they're there to be got. I think that although uh, boys like Solo and Tumble have played, I think that he will change it. Um, I think that Lennon in the back of his mind is thinking uh, he's under immense pressure. You know, I think that uh, a couple of weeks ago, I thought that he would get until uh, the, the second old fun game of the season. I don't know. I think that this game is massive. Hearts have the players that can hurt uh, Celtic. You know, Stephen A. Smith has turned up at Hamden. I don't know how many times for Scotland. You know, these guys, they've got guys throughout the team 
that know what it means to be Celtic, that know how to win it and it. So for me, I think that Lennon will think about that. He'll change it up a little bit. I think Scott Brown will start. And I think that that is absolutely massive for us because if they can get at him early doors and his head just goes, you know, he's not been in great form as uh, the boys have said so far. And I think that if you can get it Brown, you can get it Duffy, then there's a chance for us. Mm. It's amazing because in the, in the last Scottish Cup final, you could almost pick Celtic's team to a, you know, you just knew what the living was going to be because they had been in all those cup finals beforehand. It was just fairly, fairly steady all all the time. What's other we're going to do, uh, Fraser? But and all the debate was listening back to the show earlier. Actually, was we had no idea what Hearts were going to do. Were they going to go four five one? Were they going to go five three two? I think the only thing we could we kind of said was Hearts were going to do go two up front. But even personnel wise, we had no idea what Hearts were going to were going to play. Um, for me, now though with Hearts, there's kind of, it seems more steady under Nielsen. He seems starting to maybe, you, you get the feeling he starts to know maybe what his strongest 11 is. Um, Centre-half pairing though, does he go Halkett Berra or Halkett Popescu? Um, this is going to upset Byers, so no Berra, please. Absolutely not, especially after the cup final last year. Um, Would you play the- Popescu instead? He had a good game against Tibbs and I know he's quite a bit of a bomb scare at times but I think he's a better option than uh, Berra who I think he's, he's passed it eh? simple he's passed it Halkett and Popescu for me Kingsley and Smith at the back four um, the, the fullbacks pick themselves um, Craig Gordon it's the set up pairing which is what's he going to go for um, we'll come back to that We'll come back. We'll come back to midfield. We'll come back to midfield. But defensively, that's the main one. Winton, we go. What? What would you go? The two? Because you know, yeah. the two, the two fullbacks pick themselves. But the two set and a half pairing. Um, it's, it's honestly it's, it's tossing a coin for me. I'm I probably I, I'm not a fan of Popescu. I have to admit. Uh, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's brilliant. Uh, but if you remember last time we played Celtic in a cup final Christoph Berra had a bit of a howler um, so I I would go I would probably just go for Halkett and Popescu um, but I still think we need a bit more a bit more at centre half to be to be perfectly honest with you but if I'm picking right now I'll, I'll probably go for Halkett and Popescu and uh, obviously Gordon and Goals and the, the two full backs like you say pick mm. themselves yeah yeah um I think Ross, I think it's probably fairly straightforward. You're you're better all day, aren't you? You got that tattoo in your arm. Yeah, right. you? Need that. Alright. <laughs> you need the uh, I, I just think Nielsen's already said that he's gonna rely heavily on the old guard for this and who he can trust. And the two people in that squad that he can trust is Gordon and Berra. So I think I think he's pretty much already written Berra into the team sheet from what I've gathered from what I've what I've read from it. But mm. I think I, I'm not sure on Pepescu. I, I yeah, he played all right against Hibs, but I think the other games I've seen him in, he's just not shown me enough. Mm. But I think, as we're saying, the centre half's definitely a, a category that they need to be looking at. This Al Murray lookalike that's came in the sporting director, I think that's a, a way we're, we're going to have to start looking at. Yeah. Can we read something into Berra doing the Scottish Cup preview? I seen today he was involved, so is he. Is he going to play centre half on 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 Sunday? Yeah, I saw the interview. I wasn't really impressed with it though. It was just about 
sort of him and how he's lucky because Stendhal's away and COVID happened, so he's back in the team. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I would go Popescu on Saturday as well, Sunday even. Um, I think Ben is still a useful player, but not in, not in a game against Celtic. Mm. Something, Callum, some, one strength though of uh, Duffy is his ability in the air. Julien, strong in the air, Ayer, tall. You know, as I already said, Duffy's name. Does that change at all? Um, no. Pepescu or better? No, if I'm honest, like, look, um, Christian Deutsch was able to ride all Julian a couple of times. So, look, these guys might be tall and like, I'm, I'm not sure that they're brilliant in there. I mean, uh, Deke couldn't be with us tonight, but um, he would. He was definitely in the Pepescu over Berra camp as well. Um, he said that the only way Berra should get on the park is in the same way that Jeffrey's put Robbo on in 98, give him seconds if Hearts are winning, because if not, he will chuck it. So that's that's, that's the opinion of the... Uh, but I think, look, I, the big guys, but look, Craig Halkett can go and attack a ball. Pepescu isn't exactly small, you know? He, he can, I think, with the ball at his feet, I'm worried. In the air, I, th- I think he's fairly strong, hmm. you know? So I think that... Um, and Hearts have Michael Smith who, who even though he'll be a right back at set pieces will be picking one of these boys up and he's very good in the air so I don't, I don't think that you should just throw Berra in there for the sake of it I think that Pepescu is younger he's better and if, if Hearts are serious about wanting to win this game I think that you know Berra can get turned so quickly and Celtic still have unbelievable pace in their team you know, not just Edward, there's Christie, there's Turnbull. If if you've got Berra and, sorry, Hearts try to play a high line, then they're going to get caught out, I don't know how many times. Mm. Berra, he's not the answer on, uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Winton, I saw you were trying to come in there, is it? Um, I'm, I'm, uh, did, did you say that Robbo got on the park in 1998? I wasn't sure he did. Um, no, I, well... Uh, I don't know, enough. I did they watch the game, um, but did he, I think I think what uh, he was trying to say was Jeffries was trying to get him on with Aye. seconds to go. I think that was that was for. Um, I maybe misheard. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly sure he didn't get on. Is uh, sorry, sorry to be a, a statue like, but I'm, I'm fairly sure. He, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, they absolutely feel free to pull me up about that. Right, into, that's, uh, that's, that's the last time that I pass on Deke's best wishes Chris. that's it, I'm done <laughs> into, into midfield then uh, uh, Fraser so uh, I would imagine that Hearts are probably going to go four four one one, aren't they they're going to go uh, I mean I think Naismith off Boyce is probably I, I don't know you t- I mean I, I'm, not, I'm not sure but uh, if you're picking your midfield then I think the main talking point so far in the podcast this season for us is is what midfield combination does he go with? I think we've all sort of said that there has to be energy in this heart side. So, Irvin surely has to play on, on Sunday. He's an absolute must. Well, I think you're talking 4 4 one I think maybe a 4 2 3 1 mm. um, might be played with, obviously, Naismith behind Boyce. But I think I'd like to see Janelli and even Whiten on the right. Um, I can't. I think he's trying to shoot on Ollie Lee. I know he got an assist the other week there from it wide, but he is slow as a week in the jail, and I, he'll be blown at his arse after half an hour on that hand and pitch. So I don't want to see him there. I think the middle two would have to be just for this final. I know you're saying about Irvin 
Mm. I like to see him because his vision is passing's um, different class, but I like to see for the bit of bite in there, um, Haring and Halliday, personally. So you're going. So, so you're sort of saying like a four-two-three-one. So Janelli on the right. Who who on the left? Or, Walker. Either or. Uh, probably Janelli left. Um, White on the right. Naismith in the middle behind Boyce, and then the sitting two of Haring and Halliday. That would be my good. Yeah. So so no Walker, no Irving for for Fraser. Iona would. But are you on a similar similar vein? Formation wise, four-two-three-one. Is that what you, what you expect? Yeah, some, I, would, I would rather have Irvin in the team though. I think he's made mm. a big difference the last couple of weeks when he started. I think you were, Callum was saying that a few weeks before. Why is Irvin not playing? Um, yeah, so I think, I think I'd think i rather see him. I'm a bit the same with Lee. I don't, I don't, I don't see the difference he makes, but... Yeah. Winton, what's your midfield? Um, I would go, I would go Halliday and Irvin. Um, but... I think he'll. I think he'll play well. Would I? Nah, Heron's got to be in there as well, hasn't he? Um, do, 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 do. I, nah, I would go Halliday. Similar to Fraser, I'd go Halliday and Heron. Um, but I, I agree. I think he'll. I think he'll put Ollie Lee in there somewhere. Um, I'm. I'm not a lover of Ollie Lee. If I'm honest with you, I, I don't see what he, what he brings. Um, I think he's slow. Doesn't he, a lot of games seem to pass him by, um, and he doesn't do enough for me. Mm-hmm. So I personally wouldn't have him in, but I think Nielsen will will put him in there somewhere. Um, in terms of the sort of three, I think it'll probably be a three in behind Boyce if you like as well. Um, probably Naismith in the in the sort of hole if you like. Um, Janelli will play, and it'll, I, I would say it's probably Walker. Mm-hmm. Probably Jamie Walker. I don't think White will start. Um, that would probably that's how that's how I think it'll line up. Um, or I would I would certainly have Halliday and Heron, but I'm not so sure he will start with one of them <laughs> play and play Lee instead. Which one I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, it really has been the only real big discussion point selection wise, Ross, hasn't it? Is this is this midfield combination because. <laughs> Walker now seems more, seems better, more central. We've spoken in the podcast about him playing off the left might suit Kingsley, but this is a different game playing Celtic uh, compared to compared to let's say Queen of the South or Mortons or, or whoever else. Um, it's the two, it's the two sitting, isn't it? Does he go with the energy of of Irvin, or does he go more structured and settled and organised and protective? If you're going to be playing better potentially, then you might think of maybe two more deeper midfielders. But I feel there's an issue for Nielsen. How, how do you think he goes? It's it's an interesting one. Talking about, I, I'm not a big fan of Ollie Lee personally either, um, but he is the top assister in the Scottish Championship so far this season. Um, so the stats are there for him, but mind you, it's only three. And Liam Boyce is there on two as well. But um, I, I see... I don't know. I, I, Haran will be in there definitely. I think he will sacrifice Halliday or someone like that for an Ollie Lee. Personally, I think that's the way he'll do it. I think he'll have Haran and Lee in there, which worries me because there is absolutely no pace in the middle of the park if that's the case. Um, I, I would like to see Haran in there because I just think what he brings to the game is a lot. There's there's more to his game than a lot of others. It's, 
kind of the balls you can ping about and stuff like that as well. And if you're bringing wingers in there, and Hamden's a big pitch, if you've got someone with that range of passing, I think that you're going to use that to your advantage. You've got the pace of Ginelli. Even if Roberts is selected, he goes on one wing. This could be a game that he kind of shines in potentially. But if he, they're making the runs behind, um, Sprimpong, um, he tends, he's one of these, this new age fullback that's constantly up the park instead of defending. So I think there's there's room to exploit it there on the left. If you've got players like that that can ping a pass, put them behind them, you're freeing up space for Boyce and possibly Naismith to pick up scraps that are in the box there. So yeah, be an yeah. interesting one to see how it does it. Yeah, and. Callum, so I suppose at the closing, the the final vote, I suppose, out, out the guys on here, it's it's, 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 it's a difficult one, isn't it? It is a real difficult one. Yeah, I'm just going to throw a complete spanner in the works here and say that I would play three in the middle of the park. I'd play Haring, Halliday, and um, Irving. Um, I would play two wingers, but they remain high. Um, I would like Ginelli and. Um, I don't know if you go Roberts or Fear. You know, flip a coin, which one? But uh, they stay high at the park, you know. They, uh, you know, when Celtic have corners, etc. You know, they're both on either ends of the park on the halfway line, just standing there waiting for Gordon to shell the ball long. Because if you keep two up, you know, Celtic has to keep three back, you know, and things like that. Um, and I would have boys in the middle. That means that if the game isn't going Hearts way, that they've got players on the bench that they can come on and make a difference, like in the semi final. Naismith didn't start, Haring didn't start, they came on and they had an effective way um, like to change the game in Hearts' favour. So that, that, would, that would just be me, um, you know, we're talking about how big a pitch Hamden is. If you've got two wingers with pace, you keep them up and Celtic need, and that nullifies your front pong, that nullifies um, your Greg Taylor because they have to stay back. They can't be gallivanting forward. You've seen teams do it to Liverpool and it's seen Alexander-Arnold and Robertson, probably the two best, uh, fullbacks in the world, you know, at that game, you know, that's that's what you do. If you push high, that keeps them in their own half. They can't be making the runs forward. Mm. So that's that's what I think um, Hearts have to do on Sunday. And if they do that, then it just gives them more of a chance. And then let's be honest, Liam Boyce loves to get um, attack things that go in the box. Celtic and Rangers are not good at defending crosses into their box. So I mean. That, that's that, that's how I would play it, but mm. I'm not Robbie Nielsen. Yeah, so like almost like a, a four three three, um, mm. you know, pushing, forcing Celtic's fullbacks back and and trying to play behind them. We've spoke about Hamden before. It's such such a big park, and he might because you know think back to that semi final. He threw a curveball in there, you know, with Ollie Lee playing and and things interesting. He may well do. I just still think does it give my own take? I, I still think set pieces are going to be. So so vital. I look at the players that Celtic have to to attack the ball with. I know in their own box they can be shaky, but in the opposition box with Duffy loves to attack the ball. Julian scored against Lille last week, last Thursday. Uh, Ayers no not small either. And Turnbull's delivery, if he starts, I think he will start. Is uh, normally uh, very good. So um, I think he might go better just with a bit more height and a bit more certainly by aggression than than Popescu. Uh, maybe I agree with you there, Ross, but I don't know if it, I don't know if I would, but I think he might um, to counteract that. <coughs> I think the midfield three is just it's just huge. It really is just massive. That that's gonna I think that's gonna win the game. Whoever can win that midfield three is gonna be is is gonna be vital. Um, last before we get towards our, our predictions, um, 
couple more questions. Last eighteen months ago, Fraser, we were speaking about what's he gonna, what's uh, Levine gonna do, who's he gonna play, and we said, oh, who who could be a random hero? And actually, Callum plucked out Ryan Edwards as that individual that might start and could be the hero, and he almost was because he did he did score, um, but obviously Celtic came through in the end. But is it written in the stars for Craig Gordon or Andy Halliday to be the, you know, the Halliday with Rangers? Connection, of course. Gordon, formerly being at at Celtic, and then a teammate of Nielsen, of course. That then when they won it back in two thousand and six, who's going to be the That's hero? It. Do you think for for Hearts? Well, Gordon obviously he had a blinder in the in the semi final as well, so mm. he's had a lot of success at Hamden in recent years. Um, I'd like obviously I'll take a goal from anyone at this at this point to be honest with you. But I my my. Um, my dark horse would actually be I Walker off the bench because I don't think Janelli is going to last the 90 because he's just coming back from injury. So there will need to be someone with enough quality to come off the bench to replace him because I don't rate Roberts or Fear from what I've seen from them so far. I know I've only seen streams and stuff and um, from a guy with his iPhone at East Fife away, you know what I mean? So it's hard to, <laughs> to gauge a good sort of picture there but I don't rate the two wingers as I mentioned Ginelli I, I do rate highly he's one of the only wingers I've seen who's willing to take take someone with a bit of pace willing to shoot from from range who actually seems to hit a target more often than not mm. um, so I um, off the bench I think Walker will be if, if he doesn't start that is obviously but I think Walker could be one that's a, a game changer mm. Who's the hero then, Ross uh, Winton? Who's going to be the who's the game changer? Who's the the hero on Sunday? Probably not. Um, probably not a sort of uh, bold shout or anything like that. But for me, um, Stephen Naismith is is so important to that Harps team, mm. uh, particularly in a game like that. He's you know he's he's like a manager on the park. That's what I always say about him. You know, he he, he he's just everywhere. You know, talks to the players, gets them fired up. And you know that he's always uh, he's always capable of nicking a goal. Ex Rangers as well, you know he's going to be he's going to be well fired up for playing Celtic in a cup final. Um, I, I just think that if Hearts are going to have any hero on the day, it's, it's probably likely to be him, or, or he's got you know a better chance than most anyway. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's a good point because I think even last yeah last cup final we had a we spoke for about ten minutes of what will he, what will Levine do with Naismith because he. He, I think he only trained for, for that week. I think he played one bounce game in the lead up to the, the last cup final. So it's a good shout went in. You know, he'll have, he'll have a sort of fire in the belly to make up for that uh, Scottish Cup final 18 months ago when he's now fully fit. He's back in the goals. Um, that's went in shout. But Byers, what are you thinking? Who's going to be Hearts hero this weekend if there is one? I would absolutely love it to be uh, Andy Halliday. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, a bit of staunch points he would get. But um, I, I'd, I'd hope... There's players that are potentially that you've got Boyce there that I think Boyce has got a lot of critics still to answer mm. for. I would love him to grab a winner there. That would be a massive boost to his confidence. Personally, I see it being someone similar to win. It'd be like an A Smith, but I, I think I'm going to go for Michael Smith on this occasion. I just think that the defensive work that he does, he'll help us out massively at that end. But I think going forward, he's got the capability to get a goal as well. So I'm I'm going to stick my neck out and go for Smith on this occasion. Mm. Thinking Iona then? 
Um, What's our gut telling us? Well, um, I think after the form Gordon's been in, it would be good to see him, you know, and yeah. playing against Celtic, you can sort of expect that he'd have a lot to do. Um, but like Byers, I'd like to see it be Boyce after the sort of shaky start to the season he's had. Mm-hmm. And Callum, who do you think? I, I just thought it was really nice that Byers, um, in honour of David Gray, um, he also chose a right back um, to score a winner <laughs> for an Edinburgh club in a cup final. You know, I think that that's really, really nice. Um, but um, realistically, who's going to be the hero for Hearts if they win it? It's Craig Gordon every day of the week because if he has a good game, then you know it gives Hearts something to build on and they can push forward from there. The, the one, one of the big differences is that Hearts have a quality goalkeeper in Craig Gordon and Hearts have someone who's worse. Sorry. Sorry, it would be poetic if it was all elite, considering we've just slated for. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, or it might be. You know, we know Kingsley how how deadly he is from a from a dead ball. We've not really spoke about his attributes on the show. It could be anyone. It's uh, they can they can often surprise you. I'll chuck in an ear. I'll just say it'll be a harring header. What about that? Um, we'll go for that. Right. Okay then. We're at the very end of of our of our uh, of our show. Time's on, time's running out. We only get an hour on anchor. So, what do Hearts need to do? What's our gut feeling? What's our uh, prediction then? Fraser, I will come to you. Um, the game plan has to be just getting Celtic's faces. They've not coped well this season with teams who've actually taken a game with them compared to last season or season before where. Teams have signed for 90 minutes and just been picked apart. So get at them, um, pick your sort of most passionate 11, if you will. Um, and I will be 1 1 going into extra time. And then it's a lottery in extra time, let's be honest, because fitness, I don't know how hard fitness compares to Celtics. Um, they've played a lot of games recently, so I will say hearts after extra time. That's more wishful thinking than anything, but. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think what you've you've got to be positive uh, going into the game. Uh, there's no point in getting to a Scottish Cup final and, and not having a go, uh, particularly against the Celtic team that are, as you say, vulnerable at the back. So, I think it's important that Hearts kind of set their stall out, but are are positive um, and and go into it in a sort of an attacking, attacking mindset, you know, uh, have a go at them. In terms of the scoreline, I'm going to let my heart rule my head. Um, I also win on penalties. Oh, there we are. Right. Iona, what are we thinking? What do the um, yes. hearts have to do and what's our prediction? Same, positive. Don't let Celtic have any time on the ball. I'm going to be confident and say 2-0 hearts there we are and buyers so I don't know what Fraser's saying I think 
he's actually picked my score prediction that I've already put in for this week. But I think I'm just hoping that I think if we get an early goal, um, try and see a game. I, I just see Celtic scoring at some point, unfortunately. But um, hopefully that similar to what we done in the semi final, Papu a beat a I suppose the Premiership better side in extra time. So I would take it that way. But we've got to be for this game. You've got to be predators and no be prey. You've got to go for them. Don't let them come at us. Here's one. That's a saying, Callum. I think on that note, we will call it there on this Scottish Cup preview special of Hearts against Celtic this weekend on Sunday. Hopefully, Hearts can get the job done and give their fans an early Christmas present to much deserved after the quite incredible 2020 for the club. Thanks to our guests coming on, Fraser Donaldson, Ross Winton, Iona Peaton. And of course, I was joined, as always, by Callum Graham and Ross Byers. I've been Andrew. Thanks for listening. All the best of hearts. And we'll be back next week to review whatever the outcome is of this weekend's Scottish Cup final, amongst other games from Hibs, Ember City and our teams in the Long League. Thanks for listening. And that was the Embra Football Podcast.